안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and members of office, 안녕하십니까? Today is December 30th in, uh, in, uh, in 2022 on the lunar calendar, the last day. Tomorrow, Korea and China will have a big holiday to celebrate the New Year's Day also, according to a true mother's word. Uh, 2023 is the first year in which the second 10-year course begins by the heavenly calendar. So today, I'd like to talk about the providential history of salvation from the viewpoint of the principle from True Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. Let's study. The providential history of salvation from the viewpoint of the principle. Adam and Eve our first ancestors fell away from God. When they were expelled from Eden, they had not yet had children. Having driven them out, God had no basis to follow after them to bless their marriage. The entire human race has thus descended from our fallen ancestors. Humanity has multiplied without any direct relationship whatsoever with the love of God. Ladies and gentlemen, could the fall have been the result of eating the fruit of a tree? The fall of Adam and Eve was an immoral sin against the ideal of the true love of God. The fact that Adam and Eve needed to obey the commandment shows that they fell in a stage of immaturity, that is to say, during their period of growth. The archangel, symbolized by a serpent, tempted Eve to eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and she fell spiritually. She later tempted Adam, who was also too immature to eat of the fruit, and they then fell physically. The only possible sin that could have been fatal in the Garden of Eden, where Adam and Eve were in communication with God, and living in joy, was the sin of illicit love, the first consummated love of the human ancestors, because it was supposed to have been the perfection of the love of God himself, was to have marked the beginning of a celebration that would continue throughout history, filled with the never-ending intoxication of joy and blessing of God, Adam and Eve, and the universe. It was supposed to have been a joyous occasion through which the love, life, and lineage of God would have been established within humankind. Thank you. When Adam and Eve, the first human ancestor, were expelled from Eden after the fall, they had not yet had children. It is highly Unlikely that God would have visited Adam and Eve outside of Eden, blessed them, and held a wedding ceremony for them. Their marriage was not the kind of the banquet that the whole universe welcomed and celebrated uh, in you know, God's blessing. The first uh, consummated, consummated love of the human ancestors because it was supposed to have been the perfection of the love of God himself, 
was to have marked the beginning of a celebration that would continue throughout history, filled with the never-ending intoxication of joy and blessing for God, Adam and Eve, and the universe. It was supposed to have been a joyous occasion and through which the love, life, and lineage of God would have been established within humankind. So, Tropez came to this, uh, this earth and have held a joint you know, wedding ceremony to bless the entire universe and God by returning the fallen human humanity from Satan's blood lineage, love, and life. The blessing ceremony held by Unification Church is not a just only wedding ceremony, not just only for them, but an amazing event that marks the beginning of the new start to realize God's ideal. Therefore, engagement ceremony and blessing ceremony held in our church must take place in public and place where all people welcome them. You must know for sure that the blessing marriage is not a wedding at some personal level. The marriage blessing is the proclaimed in front of the whole world and all things. We are the owner of the whole universe and all things. We are a married couple representing the whole world and the universe. And we are representatives of an ideal family that represent the entire world and universe. This, you know, that's why I think to not do, you know, for, your, for example, your children's uh, engagement ceremony and, uh, you know, uh, and then wedding ceremony should be public. Not to not think just only for your own individual or for your just a couple or just only for your own family. You are, you know, you become the owner of the all things. You know, to become the owner of all things cannot be individual, cannot control all things by alone. I realized that the ownership of the all things centering on couple. Okay, Adam and Eve grow up until top of the growth stage as individual, right? But still not that perfect. When they surpass the top of the growth stage, they're entering completion stage. When they enter completion stage, that is a you know kind of qualification to handle or dominate all things by couple. That's why normally, even though you are individually kind of a perfect level, but you are not yet qualification to become the owner of the all things. You know, to become owner of all things, not by half of the human being, not just only by woman, not just only by, you know, a man. You know, to become the owner of the all things, centering on pair. Centering on pair. Centering on pair system. If you're just alone as, a, as only your female, perfect female, how can you, how can you know another you know, male area or female area? <laughs> wow, right? our divine principle is really amazing. You know, to become the owner of all things should be couple, centering on pair system. That's why when you are having wedding 
wedding marriage ceremony. This is incredible. That's why you need to be joyful in front of the whole world, in front of God, in front of the cosmos. You need to be welcomed by entire universe, right? From sun and moon and ocean, you know, from animal world and from everywhere. You need to be welcomed. When you do wedding ceremony just by individual level, just on your family level, they never think about the whole world. They never think the owner of all things, right? And then starting the beginning of the ideal family. It is how much incredible, how much God waited Adam and Eve's wedding ceremony. That we need to restore that. Adam and Eve, they are, they are married like, you know, by just only personal level, without, without permission from God. But now, blessing ceremony is like, should be public. You are not belong to any individual private. You belong to God and belong to universe, belong to the, the whole world. That's why that is the reason why Tropez carry on such a, a, a mass uh, wedding ceremony. We need to know that. Why? Very powerful, very meaningful. You know, Adam and Eve fell, you know, without that kind of public, uh, public recognition. We need to be recognized. Oh, our unification church want to like, go by the propaganda or this and that. Not like that. We don't need to have that kind of propaganda. We really need to stand as the ideal family in front of God and through parents' whole world, right? Okay, uh, living divine principle, the works of good spirit and evil spirit. I think this is a new chapter, I right? know. Let's start. The works of good spirits and evil spirits. We use good spirits as a general term for God, spirits on the side of God and good angels. The general term for Satan and spirits on his side is evil spirits. The works of good spirits and evil spirits have a similar appearance at the outset, but pursue contrary purposes. Over time, the works of good spirits will increase a person's sense of peace and righteousness and even improves his health. On the contrary, the work of evil spirits will gradually lead to an increase in anxiety, fear, and selfishness and cause his health to deteriorate. Peter Peter disbelieved in the Lord three times by the works of evil spirits. Jesus said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. In your mind, you only have the concerns of humans, not the concerns of God and pointed out that evil spirits were trying to operate their minds. Even though Jesus pointed this out, he committed a crime that cannot be reversed. He disbelieved in the Lord three times. Therefore, it is very important for believers who follow the way of God's will to clearly know the difference between the works of good spirits and evil spirits. Yes, anyone who leaves the position of God falls into a horizontal position, becomes self-centered, 
or stand in a very humanistic position. In this way, the condition for Satan to work are established at any time. You're talking about human rights, human rights, human rights. There is a God? I'm asking you, there is a God or not? Without God, you are talking about the human right. You know, very much relate to, you know, Satan. Very horizontal. That's why I mean, not so many people recently recognize about, the, you know, people are talking about the human right. There is no God and you are just only talking about human right. That does not make any sense. So, you know, Peter is very much humanistic. That's why, you know, Jesus popped him directly, okay? And then chased away Satan. Get behind me, Satan, in your mind. You only have the concerns of humans, not the concerns of God. What is Satan? There is no, there is no God. Whatever you do, there is a Satan. Where there is no God just only, even though you work very hard, this is the condition Satan can invade you. That's why we need to have always a vertical concept, vertical view, and vertical attitude is very important. Huh? Even though not directly, of course, directly related to Satan, but this condition Satan can invade and gradually, gradually, gradually become self-centered and humanistic. And then God cannot intervene anymore. Therefore, faith must always cultivate filial piety that is born centering on our heavenly parents. Filial piety never have my own center. Filial piety all it's centering on parents, centering on heavenly parents, centering on true parents, centering on my father and mother, centering on my able. I never insist on my own opinion. Always there is a center. Unite together, centering on center. Who is the center? God is the center. True parents, center. My spouse, my center. It is a very much beautiful vertical concept. The fall is to leave the central position and decide, judge, and act according to one's own will. You must know that thinking away from the center presents the condition for Satan to invade. Therefore, everything must be considered from God's point of view. Fill your heart always thinks from the parent's point of view. Even though you are correct, even though you are principled, you still need to ask, need to think, centering on center, centering on God, centering on your able. Next. How can you distinguish the works of evil spirits? In the beginning, the work of evil spirits takes on an identical appearance with the work of good spirits. As time goes on, the spirits lead to an increase in anxiety, fear, and selfishness and causes one's health to deteriorate. For that reason, it is quite difficult for those who don't know the principle to distinguish them. As time passes, you will be able to know it from the results it produces. 
Therefore, those who know the work of evil spirits have to know how to analyze them by observing your mind and body through the principal perspective. If it is the work of evil spirits, you have to judge your act and find the origins of the relationship with evil spirits. Yeah. In order to distinguish the works of good and evil spirit, one must go through self-denial training through able. Evil spirits are always self-centered. However, evil spirits also have wisdom. So at first hide their identity and do not appear evil. In the beginning, the work of evil spirit takes on, on in an identical appearance with the work of good spirits. Looks like a good spirit. Even in the secular world, it is like a person who reveals himself as a thief, even though he does not look it. The thief first hides his identity and tries to appear as a very kind and good person to the other people. Therefore, at first, the evil spirit creates a certain foundation of faith until the other person believes in them. And when the other person reaches the stage of the obedience, the evil spirit completely reveals each identity and completely dominates the other person. Therefore, you should obtain able on a regular basis and do a lot of self-denial training. That's why without attending able, without serving the able, you are very dangerous. You do not know how to distinguish good and evil. That's why I always ask to your able, attend your able, and need to get a confirmation from your able. Okay? In your family, you need to ask your father and mother. Okay? Just your husband and wife, you need to ask your wife. You ask your husband. You know? Very important. This kind of like, you know, a report and give and take very important. Next content. How can you distinguish the works of evil spirits? Many spiritualists justify themselves as people who are helped by God and good spirits. They sometimes confuse churches by criticizing central figures in the providence. For this reason, we have to distinguish the work of good spirits from the work of bad spirits from the principal perspective and prevent those who are helped by evil spirits from confusing churches. When we look at those who are helped by evil spirits, we see that they go forth as if they sacrifice everything for God's will. However, over time, they misidentify God's heart with their own heart, which are centered on themselves, and get together with members in their sphere of influence. And then they make them they make members disbelieve central figures in the providence. Yeah. How can you distinguish the work of evil spirit in, in our daily life, right? They evil spirit criticize central figure. In the providence. That's why those who criticize central figure all the time, you are very dangerous. You can influence by horizontal way. You, you know, it can go to Satan's side. That's why those who are criticized, 
you, you need to check those who are criticized very easily. Most of them are very, very arrogant. Very interesting, you know. Those who are a lot of complaint and criticize, you need to check each one, anyone, your neighbor, anyone. Most of them are very, very arrogant. Secondly, those who are very arrogant, one of the common phenomena, easily angry, no patience. Very interesting, right? That evil spirit. So the evil spirit disobey the providence of heaven. They evil spirit through the church into confusion all the time. Many denominations create many denominations. This group, that group, what group, what group, you know, one group, two group, three group. At first, they look like they are sacrificing for the will of heaven. And then they are doing fundoke more than us. And then they, they try, they, they thinking we are Gyeongbae, more attending God and true parents. Over time, they become self-centered and emphasize that they are the successor. This is a spiritual group and another denomination group. They think I am the successor. We are the successor. Okay? They build a self-centered force. Always they create that kind of a, you know, self-centered you know, group. In the end, was their final goal. They, in the beginning, looks like they attend true parents. Actually, in the end, true parents are criticized. The work of evil spirit eventually cause the problem of the property. Always issue come out, property issue. And then also the woman's issue. Yeah? And the later claims to inherit the birthright. I'm the right guy to inherit. Wow, this is really, this is spirit phenomena. And create a different denomination. That's what we need to know. How can we distinguish the work of the evil spirit? You know, divine principle teach us very clearly about that. Uh, today's youth ministry, uh, if I ignore relationships, my being will lose its position. Let's study. Why we look in the mirror. When we say to look in a mirror, why is it that we say that? Are we to look at the mirror itself? Or are we to look at ourselves in the mirror? Similarly, when we listen to when we say to listen to divine principle lectures, we mistakenly think that it means to go and listen to DP lectures. When you look at a mirror, what is the point if you just look at the mirror and not at yourself in the mirror? What is the point if you cannot see yourself as you listen to the principle? If you hold a mirror to a cat, it will scratch the mirror with its front paws without knowing that the reflection of the cat in the mirror is itself. It is itself that is in the mirror. Yet, it thinks that there is another cat in the mirror, and it causes a reaction of reject. As we listen to the principle and the word, since we listen to them as lecture words, there's nothing that touches the heart. While listening to lectures, let's say 
that they also talk about give and take action or subject and object partner. Because the same talk is repeated without knowing yourself, you feel, I hate this. It does not create a plus in your heart because you try to listen to the principle while putting yourself aside. Yeah. The mirror is not the made for the mirror itself, right? It exists so that we can look at ourselves. Similarly, the reason for listening to the principle is to discover oneself within the principle. But when you look at the mirror, what is the point if you just look at the mirror and not at yourself in the mirror? What is the point if you cannot see yourself as you listen to the divine principle? Therefore, when you listen to divine principle and God's word, you must always connect them with your own spirit self. If you leave yourself alone and listen to the principle, nothing will add to your heart. When your heart, uh, the uh, you know, you when you hear the principle and word, you must think about how to how they relate to you or how to apply them to yourself. Since I listen, you know, divine principle and reading divine principle, always I am thinking when I was young, oh, very difficult to understand some part, very deep and you know, not easy to understand. Even though listen over and over, still do not understand. Even though I understand, but how to relate to my daily life? Always I'm thinking, how to apply to my daily life? That's why, you know, I, you know, I'm very much interested how to apply divine principle after no divine principle. And for example, wow, when we, I'm inspired by the give and take action, how to apply to our daily life. What's the, uh, what's the, what's the life of the dual characteristic? What's the life of four position foundation? You know, everything I think from each chapter. Now I'm sharing about divine, the life, the divine principle. I had a lot of meditation, <laughs> a lot of meditation. How to apply? If we cannot apply to our daily life, that doesn't make any sense. How to apply? Actually, Reverend Johanny helped me how to apply divine principle to our daily life. I learned the method how to do. So, you know, to understand divine principle, I need to study more Bible and more listening and more reading. And also, I'm searching Father's word regarding, for example, dual characteristics, how to apply to our daily life. And I'm researching about what Father talking about dual characteristics. And then I get many, many hints how to apply. You know, you know, this time every day I'm sharing about divine principle, not just only simply researching, really is spent a long time here and there and thinking and meditate. And finally got a confirmation to the father. So without confirmation from father, so I do not share. The most important thing is to read the mind and heart of God while reading divine principle and word. When you read the divine principle, you need to read God's mind. You need to read God's heart. Since God expresses his love for you through the word, you must learn to feel how great God's love is as you read and listen to the principle. Also, while listening to the principle and words of God's love and heart, 
we must listen to God's voice as well. Next. Where does misery begin? Where does misery begin? It begins where you decide everything centered on yourself without a subject partner. The fall was self-centered and acted on without consulting. Within your own environment, a life without a subject partner, that is, an able figure, is the start of a miserable life. Who is Cain? Cain is someone who thinks that even their father arises from them, not that they are the one that arises from their father. A person who thinks of everything and decides everything centered on themselves are Cain. A person with the heart of Abel lives with the thoughts, I am me who comes from my parents. Cain is someone who mistakenly thinks that they live receiving permission from their parents and live centered on God, all the while thinking and acting as they please. As they do as they please externally, they pretend to receive permission. But in the end, they decide and act on their own. Yeah. It should not end only at the level of understanding the divine principle. It must be connected with my life so that I can put it into practice. Next, the reason why we are miserable and fail to grow is because we live self-centeredly, ignoring the relationship between ourselves and the subject partner. Misery begins where you decide everything centered on yourself, regardless of the subject partner. The fall was self-centered and acted on without consulting. A life without subject partner that is unable figure is the start of a miserable life. Who is Cain? Cain is a person who thinks of everything and decides everything centered on themselves are Cain. A person with the heart of the able lives with the thoughts, I am me who comes from my parents. And I am myself by the subject partners. You must always report to the subject partner or able figure and live a life of receiving the permission. Those who live their lives you know, without reporting and consulting with the able can never grow in spirit. Cain understand, misunderstand that he lives with the permission before his parents while thinking and acting as he please. And he is a person who misunderstands that he lives centered on heaven. My brothers and sisters, I'm always thinking that fallen human beings are always good at misunderstanding, right? Fallen man uh, behaves as if he were born to be misunderstood and was born to be misunderstood. Therefore, you should always deny yourself and ask the, the other person before you judge that your thoughts are right. So it looks like I was born for misunderstanding. We are kind of misunderstanding. We misunderstand God. We misunderstand true parents. We always misunderstand my spouse. We always misunderstand my able. After we came to realize, misunderstanding. Just only things centering on yourself. Misunderstanding. That's why you need to get confirmation. 
you need to ask. You know, you need to ask God's opinion. You ask your spouse's opinion, your able's opinion, kids' opinion, your children's opinion, without knowing clearly. Otherwise, just only things centering on your own self. That is a misunderstanding. Misunderstanding. Adam and Eve have a misunderstanding. Ate the fruit. Misunderstanding. They thought everything is all right, but they're not centering on God's point of view. Misunderstanding. Fall begins from misunderstanding. Miscommunication. Misunderstanding. This is one of the fallen men common, our common point. That's why in order to overcome misunderstanding, you need to deny. You need to ask again and again and again and again. Do, do you think my opinion is correct? My feeling is correct? And sometimes easily judged? But most of, most of the situation, misunderstanding. This is the problem. That's why how to avoid misunderstanding? You need to deny yourself. You need to ask. You need to listen. Am I crying, my brothers and sisters? Next. Human beings are beings of the four-position foundation. Human beings of original nature are not meant to do as they please. They always know their parents' mind and act after checking with them. Even with a couple's relationship, you always think about your spouse's mind first and then act. When we think from this perspective, we wonder how much we actually know our partner's mind. When dealing with children, how much do you know your children's heart as a parent? I must live absolutely valuing the relationships around me. You should not forget that you are not a being all alone, but a being existing because of a relationship. That is why the principle says that human beings are beings of the four-position foundation. We are beings that must live absolutely valuing relationships of top and bottom, front and back, and right and left. Yes. Human one never created to exist alone. God did not create the universe and human being just to feel joy alone. Like God's perfection, human beings' perfection is also perfected only through what? Only through what? Only through what? Only through reciprocal relationships. Heart and love and joy and happiness are always obtained through relationships, through reciprocal relationships. Joy and happiness and love cannot be created unless the subject and object have a reciprocal relationship and have a given receive relationship. This is the law of the universe, the law of creation. Therefore, there is no perfection alone and happiness and joy cannot be created alone, only through reciprocal relationships. That's why relationship is everything. If you ignore this broken relationship, you cannot be done anything. Therefore, an existence like myself must respect and absolutely valuing the relationship around me. This is because human beings create, uh, create happiness, joy, and love through the relationships. 
human beings are not such beings that can just choose whether to have a relationship with uh, their surroundings or not. Especially in the family, the existence of the four opposition foundation is the inevitable and absolute. No human being can exist, grow, or bear the fruit of the love without four opposition foundation, without proper reciprocal relationships. Without proper, uh, proper, uh, proper reciprocal relation, I cannot grow, I cannot develop, I can multiply, I cannot become perfect being. How can I become perfect being? Through a relationship. So in the reciprocal relationship with God, with the spouse, with the children, with my parents, with Cain and Abel, through reciprocal relationship. This is incredible. That's why anyone, anyone relate to you incredible, indispensable, absolute relationship. Therefore, you should not forget that. You are not a being all alone, but a being existing because of a relationship. That's why the principle says that human beings are beings of the four position foundation. We are beings that must live absolutely valuing relationship of top and bottom, from and back, and the right and left. Wow. You cannot become perfect being through reciprocal relationship. You are the being of the four portion foundation. You know, top and bottom, front and back, and right and left. Anyone come to you? You need to reciprocal relationship. Why you, you need to create reciprocal relationship? You know, to become perfect being of true love. Next. Life of attendance and relationships. A life of attendance refers to a life according to the subject partner. If I live according to the subject partner, the subject partner will take responsibility over me. Attending God means a life according to God. If I live according to God and live a life of attending God, God will take responsibility over everything. We need to put this into practice in our own lives. We must not forget that I am me because of my parents, teachers, Abel, and my spouse. The fall comes from a life of not knowing relationships and ignoring them. You are all blessed families. Who chose your peer for you? If you immediately know and understand even this, God will take responsibility for you. If you long for and cannot forget the ones who blessed you and brought you into a relationship with God, heaven will take responsibility over your family. Yes. So far, we have established that uh, because of humans, uh, uh, humans are beings who have a relationship, they can experience the heart and the perfected through relationships. Then... The next step is how to develop and grow the relationship and go to stage where it bears a fruit of love. I'm talking about the reciprocal relationship, very important, right? Then how to relate to relationship, how to improve relationship. This is the next step. The core of the human relationship is serving and attending. In human relationship, if we live a life centered on serving and attending others, we can realize true love 
by becoming one with each other and achieving harmony. You know, how to relate to relationship? One way. Serving relationship. Attending relationship. Serve and serve and serve and serve. First one, you need to know, you realize, relationship is very important. Secondly, how to create relationship? Through serving. That's why Jesus said, I came to serve, not to be served. A life of attendance refers to a life according to the subject partner. If I live according to the subject partner, the subject partner will take responsibility over me. We need to put this into practice in our own lives. We must practice this in our daily life as well. I am the me who had to through my parents. I am the one who has to go through the teacher. I am the one who has to pass through the able. I am the one who has to go through my spouse. The fall comes from a life of not knowing relationship and ignoring them. Final slide. If I ignore relationships, my place of existence is lost. God and our conscience always gives us warnings. They say, do not do whatever you want. Here, do not do means, do not do according to my own thoughts. It means not to act according to my own thoughts, but absolutely consult with God and my conscience. And in my own environment, I am to consult with Abel, my parents, and my spouse. In the end, who are we to live by? A wife through the husband, a husband through the wife, parents through the children, children through the parents, and so on. All of these relationships are absolute relationships. Like so, people who are supposed to live forming top and bottom, left and right, and front and back relationships centered on the four-position foundation will fail if they do whatever they want. So you have to take the relationship seriously. If I ignore relationships, my place of existence is lost. There's no question there, right? God and our conscience always gives us warnings. They say, do not do whatever you want. Here, do not do means do not do uh, to not do according to my own thoughts. The most precious thing in the life of a relationship is the relationship with God. Therefore, do not act according to your own thoughts. You must consult with God and your conscience. And in your own environment, you must consult with your able, your parents, and your spouse. The purpose of reestablishing relationship is like this, is to eventually become artistically closer and become one. It is to build on unbreakable bone of the heart where I am you and you are me. You are me, I am you. And become one through love. In the end, who are we to live by? A wife, you know, through the husband, a husband through the wife, parents through the children, children through the parents, and so on. All of these relationships are Absolute relations. That's why anyone come to you, you need to create beautiful, respectful relationship. God sent to you. 
ask you to create the relationship with your parents, with your, with your spouse, with your kin, and your able, with your neighbor. Why? Through the only relationship, you can become perfect being, you can grow up, you can multiply, you can become ideal man. Like so, people who are supposed to live, you know, forming top and bottom, left and right and front and back, relationship centered on four position foundation will fail if they do whatever they want. So you have to take the relationship seriously. If I ignore relationships, my place of existence is lost. If you ignore your spouse, if you ignore God, if you ignore your, your parents, ignore your children, you never become perfect being. Only can, I can become perfect being through reciprocal relationship. God also cannot become perfect being without proper reciprocal relationship with the human being. Wow. God also no choice have to obey his own principle. Why, brothers and sisters? Today, even a little bit late, but this content is very important. Relationship. Relationship. If you give up relationship, then you give up to grow up. How much important relationship? That's why don't make the bad relationship with anyone. Even God encourages you need to forgive your enemy. You need to create a beautiful relationship with your enemy. Otherwise, you cannot become perfect being. Cannot become a perfect being of true love. Wow, really? Our divine principle gave all answer. How powerful divine principle. We let you appreciate God and let you appreciate our true parents. Thank you very much, my brothers and sisters. Kamsamida. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Young. Wow. Wow. That was a lot, Dr. Young, to digest. But your key point about relationships and also this misery begins with um, misunderstanding from a lack of consultation and communication, and then also serving and attending uh, the relationships in our families. Thank you, Dr. Young. For our living testimony today, we are still in the Midwest. We're going to bring you to the Nebraska Family Church, Yolanda Hoffman. She'll be sharing her family's experience at Subregion 3's Winter Kogape Workshop for adults, for the for the adults as staff and her children as campers. So please, Yolanda, take it away. Good morning, everyone. My name is Yolanda, and I am from the great state of Nebraska. So I have to thank my leaders, my state leaders, Mark and Yoko Lincoln, for allowing me to, or for informing me to have this opportunity to share with you. Um, I am originally from the Philippines, and... I've been in the United States for many years now. And while in the Philippines, I was president of the Youth Federation for World Peace and great experience there. This past winter, my uh, last December, my two children were participants of the winter workshop at the Water Fleet in Michigan. And it was a great experience for them. I see a lot of hope. In, in our future, seeing our children learning from each other, interacting, building relationships. It's a great practice, actually, to have our kids attend this type of events. Um, 
sometimes learning what I was hearing from Dr. Young this morning is great. You know, it tells us to, it reminds us a lot of who we are and what we need to do and how to be valuable members in our society and help us grow as a person. I think the winter workshop was a great event in a way that kids are able to learn, interact, and, you know, build brother-sister relationship. It's a great investment of time and resources of the church. So my husband was in charge of the first aid. My two children were participants, and I volunteer to be in the kitchen. So coming from the Philippines, I've never you know, in that area, in the, the logistical requirements of an event. That was my first time. It was amazing experience and a great way to give back to the community. Um, there were 60 participants. I was originally be helping four others, I believe, but something happened and I ended up being the main cook. That was a great experience. I never cooked for 60 people. So it was... Um, it was good to be able to help, and it was amazing. I think I will be able to do it again with six other people. I think that's all I have. Um, thank you very much for this opportunity to share. But simple. <laughs> Your sharing is simple, but I, I can feel that. Taking care of the 60 over people to take care of the second generation, not easy. Wow, thank you. Do you know Yolanda? Yolanda means in Korean, Yolanda means have a fever. I have a fever. Got a fever means I have a passion to go forward. That's why you are very much a passionate woman. Thank you so much, Yolanda, for your sharing. Kamsamida. Thank you, Yolanda. Beautiful. And I'm, uh, I'm glad God had you there so you could step up and cook for everybody somehow. Well, amazing, <laughs> yeah, thank you. amazing. Okay. And also thank you to all those who are preparing these winter workshops for the last uh, month or so and uh, everyone's investment, taking care of our second and third generation. Really beautiful.